we're finding new levels of gold digging with better buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. With me this week, it's John. Hello. And I'm your host, RJ. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. What inanimate object would be the most annoying if it played loud, upbeat music while being used? Ooh. Um, toilet paper. Uh, fair. <laughs> Especially if it's loud music, it's like, oh. You get the double-edged sword of you know when someone's used it and you know when they haven't. That's true. Same could be said of hand soap, I suppose. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but my, like, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say my thought was the Bible. It, I think it'd just be hilarious and annoying. Anytime a Bible was being used, it just played loud, annoying music, like loud, upbeat <laughs> music. Because you'd have that range of super serious churches where we don't do music, all the way to, like, even the most fun, like, church is still going to get annoyed that the Bible is playing loud, upbeat music while they're trying to read it or have a sermon going. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I just think it'd be very disruptive. Yeah, but there's only, like, one Bible in a church. But it gets used all the time. That's true. Um, yeah, I guess for a couple of these, you run into the problem that, like, if it's normal enough, it's not weird. Like, toilet paper and hand soap, for example, like, everyone's supposed to use it, so... And it's already kind of just, like, a sensitive thing, so I don't think anybody would (laughs) bat an eye at it playing music. Oh, I think people would be horrendous if it did... Like, because you get those people who try and say, like, no, 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 I used it. You just didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> get the receipts out. Oh, you know what would be really annoying, I think? Coasters. If while using a coaster, it played <laughs> loud, upbeat music. Oh, that's very funny. Just I've... take your drink off of it. Nope, nothing. Put your drink on. <laughs> I think very quickly society would shift to just using napkins. But those are coasters by proxy. You know? Oh, that's an interesting question. Would if you're using it for that purpose, does it become that object? Yeah, in most cases, I'd say yes. But uh, so people just have to live with the sweat rings from cold glasses on whatever the furniture is. Yep. Although, then does the furniture become the coaster? No. <laughs> okay. I, I think it stops there. <laughs> it has to be a protective layer between something and a drink. I think it's a matter of transient, transient, transience, right? Like, a table is a table. I'm never going to look at a table and think, that's a coaster. That's doing the job of a coaster. But I could look at a napkin or, like, a paper towel and be like, yeah, that's doing the job of a coaster. But what is a table but a coaster between the drink and the floor? I mean, <laughs> if you get rid of the table, what is the floor but a coaster between the drink and the planet? Yeah. It's true. 
So the only way to stop the music is to put all glasses on dirt. Provided that dirt is part of their natural landscape. Or you can throw it in a lake. You see, then it's a coaster between the Earth's core and... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) This Um, does only get so deep. Computer mice. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. For about five seconds. Because I think it's one of those things people would forget for a moment. Especially if it was brand new, they'd forget for a moment and go and grab their mouse and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> toothbrush. There are musical toothbrushes. There are. So as long as it plays it for the recommended amount of brushing time, maybe it's a win-win. But if it doesn't, because it's just while you're using it, you better hope whatever song comes out is the recommended oh. brushing time. You're just half-heartedly brushing your teeth. It's kind of just warbling in and out. <laughs> You want to keep pausing? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, how about a bed? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst, to be honest. All right, well, good night, kids. <laughs> good night, Mom. They climb in bed. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> Jimmy, I know you're not asleep. Your bed's not making music. <laughs> Jimmy, your bed's you're not making your... music. You got you. You need to get back in bed. I know you're playing your Game Boy under the covers. I mean, that comes to the question of what does it mean to use a bed? Like, does just laying in it count? Or do you have to be sleeping? You know? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Too many deep questions already. What is the metaphysical nature of a coaster? I mean, what does it mean to use a bed? Most DVDs and CDs already do this. Oh, <laughs> it's like do what? Yeah, play music. Like, it's like a cell phone. Oh wait, a car. Oh wait. So it's really a question of what devices don't already do this. What what things don't? Books, if just books in general, the you know somebody's reading or not if their music is going off. <laughs> or ooh, newspapers that'd be a good one because then you know someone's just spying on you over their newspaper because they're not using their newspaper that's a use Damn it, it's hiding right. your face from detection <laughs> although I don't know how covert that would be um, <laughs> if it's just making <laughs> loud music <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that'd be really like annoying yeah, I think my final answer is probably bed. Shoes. Shoes is a good answer as well. I think shoes is my final answer because I it just drive me insane. The music would never stop <laughs> until you got home. <laughs> or a pair of glasses. <laughs> oh man! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't want to have to do contact lenses. Oh, we're just devising new ways of torture. Braces? Brace? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, three years straight of just music all the time. (laughs) But you know it's done when they stop playing. Like, your braces are ready to come out because the music stopped? Yep. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. 
<laughs> That's frightening. You're supposed to reposition your teeth, and once your teeth are in position, job's done. Job's nice. Done. Well, we've just ruined all the, the world, really, if any of these ideas get implemented. Yeah. So uh, next time you're walking around and using your favorite inanimate object... Uh, remember how much worse it could be if it made loud upbeat music. I mean, hell, it, your least favorite inanimate object, like a dish rag or something, if that made a uh, played loud annoying upbeat music. Oh, that'd be kind of hype, actually. Oh, would it? Yeah, you're like washing dishes. You get a nice tune while you do your chores. Nah. <laughs> nah, not for me. Okay, Cause fair like, enough. I mean, the way I figure it, chores are hard enough, right? Chores are boring enough, particularly the ones you don't like to do. Because there are some chores that people find worse than others. So if the chore you like the least is also going to play annoying up or play loud, upbeat music while being used, now you've got this stupid, upbeat song that's not even like... It's not even the song you want to listen to, it's just loud, upbeat music... So you can't even listen to what you want to listen to while you're doing that chore. Unless you really want yeah. to make yourself deaf. That's fair. Yeah, just double the music. Um, oh, here's one. Oh. Here, Wait, 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 wait. Last note on this. Uh-oh. Um, the worst one would be earplugs. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so just- bad. If you're trying to hide from the other objects that make loud music, but you put your earplugs in, and then they make loud music, then you're just done. You like <laughs> you're putting in your earplugs because they're going to like a concert or something, or like you're sensitive to noise, like the movie theater or fireworks or something, and you put them in, and suddenly all you can hear is the loud upbeat music going, and it's like great. I technically I can't hear anything, but also this is loud and annoying, <laughs> and it's right in my ear. But also, I can't hear anything. So yeah, that'd be that's my new answer for the worst. That's a good answer. <laughs> my uh, anyway, you're, yeah, yeah, go on. I think my new worst answer is earbuds. Yeah, you put them in <laughs> to listen to music, but now all they play is loud, upbeat music. Is that what you listen to anyway? Not all the time. A lot of the time. <laughs> yeah Eddie that it just completely defeats the purpose of <laughs> the redundancy yeah it would be uh, would it be worse if it played the loud music for everybody but you oh so like there were speakers on the outside of your earbuds yeah I think that would be worse like <laughs> I'm think, I'm picturing omnidirectional speakers, so you hear it in your ears, but also it's projecting outwards to the rest of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely ruins working out for basically everybody. It's a cacophony. Completely, explicitly defeats the purpose. Uh, <laughs> <Fear> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be the most annoying. Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Would you like to start, or shall I? I can go first. What you got? Um, this week, my recommendation is a group of sketch comedians on YouTube called Viva La Dirt League. Okay. 
Have you heard of these guys? No. Uh, you would probably like them a lot. They're um, a bunch of New Zealanders, um, and they regularly do... Uh, they do a couple series. They have, like, one on PUBG that focuses on, like, bugs, gameplay limitations, just all the weird, quirky stuff. Um, a series called Epic NPC Man, which is, like, a parody of um, fantasy games in general. Elder Scrolls, Witcher, okay. Dark Souls. Um, so a lot of recurring characters. Like, one I watched today was a player goes to turn in a quest, but the NPC is on his lunch break. Nice. So it's like, yeah, come come by in 15 minutes, I'll complete that quest for you. <laughs> but the player was just not having it. Um, they do this one where they like work in a tech store, but the manager's just insane. Um, I, the more you talk about the more I feel like I've seen these. You probably have. Like, like just they're on Facebook social media, too. yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, they're very fun. They're usually pretty high quality. Um, but it just like pokes fun at the weird things about gaming or um, in this tech store series, they call it board. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the three employees are all straight men, but the manager and the customers are insane. Okay. <laughs> so it's like constantly um, calling the customer out on their weirdness. And then the manager is like, no, that's normal, and then resolves the situation. <laughs> Sounds like the life of the manager. Yeah. So, yeah, just lots of fun. I've watched way too much of them in the last week, although I've been watching them for a while. Is it all on um, one channel? Yeah. Cool deal. Um, I think they have a couple channels. Like, they have a D&D &D channel as well, apparently. Um, hmm. They have a podcast. They just started... Uh, that's on their main channel, though. Nice. Uh, they keep they keep coming up in YouTube Shorts for me, which is why I keep watching so much. Yep. But the addiction. So yeah, that's what I got. Nice. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm gonna have to go like purposefully hunt them down now. Yeah. My recommendation is kind of an anti recommendation, but also you should go see it. <gasps> Uh, it's Madam Web. Interesting. The, I think it's one of the few movies where the actors were bored making the movie. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> I can't... It's... Uh, when I saw it, like, a couple weeks ago, opening weekend, I went on, like, a Friday night. I was the only person in the theater. The only one, I think, at the entire movie theater complex. No, wait, sorry. Two people walked ahead of me, in ahead of me for like some other movie, but I was the only one at Madam Web, and You're... it was a time. <laughs> You're also pretty late into the runtime of it, though. Like it's been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I went two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Never yeah, mind. like I went opening weekend to like a seven o'clock showing. No, it wasn't even that. It was like a 4.30 showing. Like, it was an early afternoon one and nobody was there. And I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. Um, Credit where it's due. Adam Scott makes a great Ben Parker. And I think they did a as good a job as they could of incorporating the identities of the three Spider-Girls 
and of Ezekiel Sims. Because in the comics, Ezekiel Sims was a wealthy uh, businessman who, when he was younger, went, did the magic ritual to give himself spider powers, but in doing so was kind of outright told, like, hey, just a heads up, there are people out there that eat animal totems, and also, you're not the one that was chosen by the web of life and destiny. You're an imposter. Um... So in the comics, Ezekiel Sims eventually, like, tracked down Peter Parker and was like, Hey, uh, there's this thing called a Morlun that's gonna come eat you, and I'm gonna train you to help save you from it. And then it was revealed, Oh, shit, no, Morlun's here to eat Ezekiel, and Ezekiel's just feeding Spider-Man to him to, like, save his own skin. Mm. And that... That event series little thing is what kicked off the Spider-Verse, like, whole stuff in the comics. Because eventually it was revealed, like, Morlun and his, like, is part of a family of animal totem eater people whose favorite delicacy is spider totems. So they specifically go around hunting down spiders across the multiverse to eat them. Um... So I think they did as good a job as they could of being like, hey, this is the industrialist, Ezekiel Sims, and here's why he 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 went and got the spider thing. This is like the first three minutes, five minutes of the film. He yeah. was on this expedition with Madam Webb's mom, and uh, he wanted to get the spider so he could get the spider powers to be able to succeed in business. And his... Um. His method of succeeding in business with those spider powers was to assassinate his competition. Okay. I was gonna say. Yes. Um, like, how how does, how does do spider powers <laughs> help yeah. you in business? <laughs> no, he's all about, like, I am strong and fast and I am going to hunt down and kill my enemies. For whatever reason, he made a spider costume, though. Like, it's, it's a very Spider-Man-esque costume and it's kind of like, dude, Why? Why? You have no inspiration for that. <laughs> like, even the tribe of spider people deep in the Amazon don't wear Spider-Man costumes. Like, you just decided to make a Spider-Man-esque costume because that's what spider people do. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's part of the powers. It must be. A killer fashion sense. Yeah. Because every single spider person ever has the spider eyes. <laughs> um, I gotta, I'm trying to remember what the main actress's name is. Dakota Johnson. Yes, Dakota Johnson. I I understand it's set in the 90s and like sarcasm and rebellion and not caring about things was cool then. But also, for the love of God, could you sound mildly interested in anything you're doing in this movie? <laughs> Like, anything. Wow, it is a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, it's rough out there. Oh, wow. And, um... I heard it was kind of okay, but I didn't... It's honestly... (laughs) It's not that bad, all things considered. Like, the actresses and actors and everybody is, like, mostly fun. It's kind of fun to watch because it's refreshing of, like... Especially with between DC's darker fare and Marvel's typical, like, quips and lightheartedness. Like, the movie's at least different. 
and a breath of fresh air in that sense. Um, it was a little uncomfy, the fact that three of the main characters were teenage girls. Mm. Um, because there was one scene where to impress some teenage boys, they decided to get on a table and dance. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Didn't like that. Um, and I felt bad because, uh, like, uh, the week after the movie came out, apparently there was an interview with one of the, uh, actresses who was leading, but not Dakota, uh, Dakota, um, she said she was really excited for the opportunity to be part of the MCU, and there were a lot of memes of, like, who's gonna tell her? Mm. <laughs> yeah, the it's Sony... a canon event. Yeah, the sony verse ain't part of the MCU, friend. Well, I mean... Well, technically. Ever since No Way Home it is. It's as part of the MCU as the DC Animated Universe is relevant to the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's just one of the multiverses. Yeah. So she's technically right. She's technically <laughs> right, but I don't think you're getting the call from Disney anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially not after how well the movie did. Yeah. It was one of the fun things about it, though, I will say, like, really fun, cool to me was the Parker family members present are Ben Parker, Uncle Ben, and Mary Parker, his sister-in-law. Those are the only two Parkers in the entire film. No May Parker, no, uh, um, I know his dad's name, it's not John, it's, it's not Paul. God damn it, what's Spider-Man's dad's name? I should know this. I actually don't remember either. Richard. Dick Parker. Hey, Dick Parker. Wait, that means Mary's his mom. Yes. Okay. It's it's Ben Parker, his uncle, and his mother, Mary. Okay. No Aunt May, no Richard. Okay. I mean, maybe, is it early on in their life before they would have... No. It's Got literally, the, it's, over the course of the movie, they actually portray them getting to the hospital for Peter to be born. Ah. Uh, interesting. One of the earlier events in the film that, um, Cassandra, Dakota's character, uh, gets roped into is Ben is helping host the baby shower at his house, because Mary is staying with him, and... Oh, that's that's right. Part of the why there's no May Parker is because she hasn't married Ben yet. Okay. Like there's one because they Ben and uh, Cassandra both work as EMTs, and one of the times they're just sitting down eating lunch. Ben's like, "Oh, I met somebody," and it's like, "Oh, that's that's gonna be May Parker." Be happy. I. It's it's definitely a standalone movie. There's no references to Venom because it's set in the 90s before Venom happened. I cannot imagine there's going to be reference, like, any connection to Craven or Morbius because, again, this movie is set in the 90s before the timeline of any of the other Spider-Man movies that Sony has done. That's pretty nice for them, though, like, to be able to tell their own story. Yeah. And it did do some cool stuff with, like, differentiating the different Spider-Women 
without making the final battle like a CGI smash em up. Mm-hmm. Like the three Spider Girls never get their powers in the movie. They're just going to eventually? Yeah. Okay. And that's part of, ties into whole the uh, to Madam Webb's whole power thing is because she can see the future. So it's like ah, she sees that they're gonna get powers and needs to protect them. Does Ezekiel know they're gonna get powers? Yeah, for whatever reason, he has exactly one future vision that he keeps having of them killing him. <laughs> and it comes true. Um, spoilers. Watch the movie. Okay, fair answer. But that's why Ezekiel is hunting them because he's ha- repeatedly having this vision dream of the three spider girls killing him in his apartment and so he steals the department of defense's ability to hack into every cctv and cell phone camera early cell phone camera in the entirety of the new york area Mm. because the villain has to be able to survey i was gonna say that that seems like so much data for the 90s like, how do you even process all that? Well, he's, you know, part of it, too, is that he steals their facial recognition software. Hmm. Like, their very preliminary one, because he's like, ah, I've, I've used sketch artists to describe what these three women will, these three women look like, and I'm going to use these sketches, which are photorealistic images of the three actresses, to find them in the city. It's like, dude, how do you even know they live here? Yeah. <laughs> it's New York. Everybody lives in New York. Or the Bronx. <laughs> it's the Bronx. It's not even in Queens. Uh, it's partially set in Queens. Actually, it's mostly set right. in Queens. Okay, good. And Stay true to Spider-Man's roots. For like one part of it, they're in the Jersey woods. Interesting. But yeah, Madam Web... If you want a breath of fresh air in the superhero genre, watch it. But if you get bored, uh, you can't say you weren't warned, considering what it's been rated on literally every rating site ever. Is yeah. that fair? I wonder. If, I wonder if anyone like just absolutely loves this movie. Well, and honestly, that was just kinda... that was one of the sad yeah. things. Was I saw some article headline where one of the somebody related to the movie had said something along the lines of like, "Oh." There's still a large group of, like, male audience that are against anything that's focused on women's stories. And it's like, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of women in the theater I was in either. Like, I don't think sales are backing that up. Because Wonder Woman did pretty good. I regret watching this film. Yikes. It's a time. It's a time. It's no Morbin time. Is it? Yeah, is it at least better than Morbius? I, (laughs) considering it didn't get memed to death, I'm inclined to say yes. Also, (laughs) I'm inclined to say yes because I never watched Morbius. Yeah, I didn't either. I have thought about doing it for the meme and the lols, but Madam Web, I at least went into of like, you know what? I want to go see this. I This is one I want to see. And I don't regret it, because I really wish Adam Scott would get more chances to be Ben Parker. Yeah. That's fair. 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think if you watch Morbius, you kind of lose a part of yourself. But it's morbid time. <laughs> exactly. He's going to morb all over him. Oh, boy. <laughs> don't worry, Craven's next. It's going to be Craven time. It's Craven time. Craven some spiders. Ooh, top IMDb rating. Or first one, at least. Makes Morbius look like the Dark Knight. Oof, is that for Madam Web? Yeah. Ooh! <laughs> oh no! Uh, interesting. A gigantic mess. I had a bad feeling about this one going in when I saw Dakota Johnson was starring in it. I honestly wouldn't even call it a mess. It's very by the like. It's very predictable. Very like straightforward. It's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily that makes it good. But it's certainly not a mess because if it was a mess, I wouldn't know what to expect next. And That's I sat fair. through the entire thing, going, "Yep, uh huh, yep." It's very formulaic. Thank you. Thank, thank you for following the recipe. Yep. Um, I think my favorite review title here is "I am filled with hatred. It can't get any worse." Oh no. They they ha they don't know that Craven is coming. <laughs> I I think if there's anything we've learned over the last decade, it's that it absolutely can get worse. Yeah. And it will. Honestly, I think it's just the 2020s. Like, we've learned very much that it can get worse. <laughs> nice try, 2020. We had 2021 after that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, seeing all these negative reviews really makes me want to watch the movie, actually. Like, I... I... <laughs> And that's the problem is, I think it's honestly, it's like I said when I started off my review, right, of, I recommend this, but it's also an anti-recommendation, but also, go watch it. Like, Let's see what you think. I had a good yeah. time watching it, like, I don't regret paying for the ticket. I, I don't regret some of the, like, cool ways they explored the beginning of, uh, Dakota's getting her powers. Oh, definitely some highlights, some high points. Yeah. But just not overall not. It's no the most end game. To me. Well, I mean, few things are end end game. It's not even Iron Man. <laughs> Is it Iron Man three though? Um Honestly, I didn't mind Iron Man three that much. That was a fine movie. <laughs> what about Iron Man 2? <laughs> Iron Man 2 actually is better. I saw that in the last five years. Again. Right. I've only seen Iron Man 2 once. Go back to it. I It was better than I remembered. Um, okay. I would say that this movie is better than Thor Ragnarok. Or not Ragnarok. Yeah. No. Uh, no. What's um, the newest one? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Okay. I mean, Love and Thunder was not good <laughs> yeah so. love and thunder was weak <laughs> i don't think that's anybody acting in its fault except taiko atiti because he acted in it and directed it and wrote it <laughs> but the goats are jay okay hang on no we nope nah, -uh. the goats are fine <laughs> okay the goats probably didn't need to scream but the goat concept of doing the the boat thing is uh, the goat boat is fine the goat boat is canon. 
<laughs> it's it's a canon event. More than once, Toothnasher and Toothgrinder have uh, gone to Thor's aid to take him where he needs to go. <laughs> Although typically it's a chariot. And not a boat. No, but they have done the boat. The boat definitely seems much more Viking-themed. Yeah. Um. Oh. Now I'm just thinking about if they did a War of the Realms in any way, shape, or form. Because that, a few years ago, they did a pretty big Thor arc that was a cross-title event called War of the Realms, where, and actually this is probably like five, six years ago, um, but the bad realms of Asgard all teamed up to make a push and, like, try and conquer, and they actually did conquer the Earth for a hot minute there, with, like, frost giants taking over New York City, and groups of superhero, like, the superhero community had to, like, rally and retake what they could and, like, use what tools they had to reclaim the realms. Interesting. The, uh, one of the fun thing, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the fun things about it was that Kingpin, Daredevil, and, like, one other person had to go, oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm cross, I'm mixing up my canon events. Um, Daredevil became Heimdall. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Daredevil took Heimdall's place and took his all-sword and his all-seeing. And okay, that's kind of fitting. Yeah, that was really fun. There was also one really fun event where, uh, there was this entire group that was, like, selected to go into Jotunheim and fight the Frost Giants on the home turf. It consisted of Luke Cage, Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man. And after they did, like, once they got in there, they rescued some warriors to, like, help with Asgard. And they all looked at Spider-Man and were like, great, you're gonna take these Asgardian group to go do another thing. And Spider-Man's like, what the hell am I? Why me? Okay. Sure, I guess. I think the best thing that came out of that event, though, was the Giants men. Uh, every single superhero, or super person, I should say, who could grow in size like Giant Man basically teamed up to disguise themselves as giants and make their way into Florida to try and take out the Frost Giants there. The Florida? Yeah. <laughs> we must invade Florida. Uh, but because of like the different powers of each of them, they each had different sizes, and even the tallest of them didn't really equate to a full giant. So it's very fun of them trying to, like, hide and sneak as at the same time as being, like, 12 feet, 20 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Madam Web. Go see Madam Web. Or don't. It's your own life. You don't. Spend the two hours as you care. At the end of the day, it's only two hours of your life. That you'll never get back. Yeah, Two hours closer to death. <laughs> and you're spending your life listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for that, your donation of your time. Thank you for choosing to spend one half Madam Web. Huh? <laughs> one half Madam Web times 226 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Americans will use anything but the metric system, am I right? Anything but. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's like 
one and a half Madam Webs from here to there. Yeah. It's like one and a half Madam Webs across the entirety of Great Britain. Well, that's like 2.3 Madam Webs away. <laughs> God, can we make Madam Web a measurement unit? Is this, can this just be a thing? It's a little more awkward than ours. Because <laughs> it's about two hours on average. It's about two hours? Okay. It's kind of like using the meter to yard conversion where it's like, oh... When you actually start stacking up the numbers in that measurement, 400 meters is closer to 500 yards. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not quite two hours, but if you stack enough two hours together, you're going to have, like, five Madam Webs to 12 hours. or No, 10 hours, or whatever. Nine hours. You get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can absolutely start doing that. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, why is Reddit a cesspool? With the further details, everyone says Reddit is a cesspool, but whenever I come on here, all I see is normal people, and most often very cheeky, funny, and extra kind people. I don't understand the hate. Where does it get this reputation? Um, like many things in life, it depends where you go. And I think, like many things with life... It depends on who you talk to, because yep. if people haven't heard of 4chan, they're going to say, blame Reddit. <laughs> so you're thinking that Reddit's a cesspool because of 4chan? I think the entire internet is a cesspool because of 4chan. Okay. But I think the reputation of being a cesspool is influenced by the bleed over from 4chan. As my understanding goes of internet tiers, you've got the dark web... And then you've got 4chan, and then it's Reddit, and then it's mm, Tumblr, Twitter. <laughs> and Twitter, and then Facebook, and then MySpace. Yeah. Just no, in case anybody's still perfect. There. MySpace is all original content. They don't repost from other platforms. Oh, sorry. The New York Times comment section, then. <laughs> Yelp. Um... So, like, Reddit definitely can be have some cesspools in it, though. I have stopped going to the Star Wars subreddit. I've stopped going to the Halo subreddit. And I'm a contributing member to the Adventure Zone cesspool. Which is uh, Adventure Zone Circle Jerk. Sometimes I'm... it's fun to make fun of things. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's fair. I I mainly just stick to the main Reddit, like the huge Reddits. Like I pretty much only read Ask Reddit and, well, I guess not the huge ones, just niche ones like Ask Reddit, uh, the Factorio Reddit. Well, and I think you make a really good point of like the niche Reddits. Like if you find the ones that particularly resonate with you and have small, well, the right sized community, they can be really wholesome. Um. Because, like, one of the, one of my favorite ones is just the 3D printing subreddits. Because they typically are people either asking for advice, or showing off prints, or directing you to places, things you could print. Um, the Ted Lasso subreddit is so goddamn wholesome to possibly being a problem because of it. <laughs> Toxic positivity. 
And that's the weird thing is, like, they're not quite there. They skirt the line. Because, uh, that's one of the key things with this, uh, the show is it's, like, Ted Lasso's entire journey is he starts off as a very toxically positive person without acknowledging his own pain. And part of his evolution as a character on the show is learning to, like, open up and accept pain and not just try and force positivity and a cheerful smile on everything, but actually, like, coming to accept that sometimes bad things happen and you feel pain because of it, and it's okay to feel that pain. But then you get posts like how Hannah Waddingham, one of the lead actresses, uh, proudly carried a cardboard clutch made by her nine-year-old daughter to the SAG Awards. It's cute. Yeah, like, it's, it's so much... There's so much, like cute and wholesome stuff on the Ted Lasso subreddit. And then you go over to say Star Wars where I guarantee you the first post I'm gonna let's see. Respawn Star Wars Mandalorian FPS game has been cancelled. 383 comments. Let's see what cesspool we have here. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of good so we didn't want that anyway. <laughs> well, in the first comment thread it's somebody saying why this is why we can't get excited. Someone replying to that, that they preferred the days when they'd randomly find out a game released. And the uh, next three comments are about, next four comments are about uh, Nintendo. With one oh, of them yeah. being that uh, Nintendo doesn't do any advertising anymore, basically because they waste an entire generation of gaming with the Wii U. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. For a while, I was like, yeah, these people have some good points, and then it's just the same thing over and over again, and it's just way too much energy to hate the thing when you could just not care. Yeah, and I think that's really what I've transitioned my subreddit usage to, and my Reddit usage is like, I look at the cool things and the things I care about and I'm actually interested in and want to learn about when I want to learn things. And to that end... I am very invested in the Peter Explained the Joke subreddit, where there's an entire subreddit of dedicated to explaining jokes and memes. People can post of like, hey, can you explain this? But the intent is that the commenters who explain it are pretending to be Peter Griffin from uh, from uh, Family Guy. <laughs> what a weird website. And this is in addition to the fact that there is a primary Explain the Joke subreddit. That's just explaining jokes. Now, that being said, right. it's very educational. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the wholesome part of Reddit there, you know? like <laughs> You also don't realize just how often you see loss. Yeah. Until that subreddit had to make an entire rule about loss reposts. <laughs> what, like, what a tragic thing. Yeah. The whole story, like, at the beginning of it, it's like, oh, this comic for the artist who expresses sadness. And then it just becomes this meme. Like, that's so bad. It's so rough. And it... It's just a, it's just a rough story. And that's where subreddit... That's where Reddit being a cesspool enters in. Because that's Reddit's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, let's do this to death. 
we have a joke. Let's run it into the ground and then get our get out our excavators to dig further. Yeah. We'll bring it back 12 years later. In Azkaban. Do it all again. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, next... It's a sorry. Oh, successful it. because it's a place where humans congregate. Yeah. I mean, look at and any comment section spots. on any website, and then that's just Reddit. Yeah, really. You made a, a joke about the New York Times comment section before, but it's just as bad. For real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's um, all I had. Well, our next question, which I think is kind of on topic. How is it possible for boys to get into a fight with each other and then seemingly forget about it the next moment? With the further details, I was just returning home after college on school bus. Two of my classmates got into a fight. They were throwing punches, kicking each other. The next day, same boys shook hands and sat in the same seat as if nothing had happened in the first place. I didn't understand what to think of. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I personally feel this way, but sometimes you just gotta get it out. I think that's what it is with a lot of times, and I don't think this is necessarily fully restricted to boys and men. I think this is something that, like, is just human of you can choose to bottle it up and get snippy and be dramatic with it along the lines of, say, middle and high school drama. Or you can confront each other, have it out, express all the feelings and things you're thinking, and in doing so, it'll be out in the open, everyone will understand, and you can say, okay, we now understand each other, we understand where we're at, we can move on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, the way to do that is to throw a right hook. Is it the healthiest way to do it? Perhaps not. But it's a way. I will say. And it can be effective. I honestly think slapping is more effective than uh, fist fights. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, you're less likely to really injure someone with a slap, whereas okay. a wrong-placed right hook can, uh, and if they hit the ground That's wrong, damage. could kill them. Yeah. Um, whereas if you just slap somebody, like, yeah, it's gonna sting and hurt, but you're probably not gonna slap them so hard they have brain damage. That's fair. Because going back to Reddit, that was actually one of the interesting Ask Reddits I read one time, was somebody asked, like, hey, people who have gotten in, gotten into a fist fight, like, what happened? And way too many comments were people being like, yeah, it was dumb and I regret doing it because I ended up in jail for manslaughter. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Because it's just like I said, like, they, they hit him wrong and they were, like, outside a pub or something and he hit the sidewalk and just the wrong angle, wrong force died really just reaffirmed to me that like no I never want to be in a fist fight I'm good okay yeah yeah that's very scary but yeah I really think just clearing the air getting it out there that way it's not sitting simmering and you're not left wondering what is the other person thinking yeah so uh next time you disagree with someone make the right choice that's all I'm going to say on that. Meet up at dawn, pistols drawn, have a second. Hey, you know? dueling caused a lot of problems. 
but also it solved a lot of problems because the problems didn't get back up. <laughs> you might end right. up in a dual spiral where you duel someone, kill him, his son comes in and duels you and kills you, so your son duels his son, and it just becomes an eternal dual spiral, but, you know, at least it contained it to your two families. That's fair. For now. For now. For now. And then you end up with a Hatfield-McCoy situation. Mm-hmm. Our next question. Ahem. If people aren't gold diggers, why did I start getting more interest when I went from working in a restaurant to an engineer? What's your take on this? So, my take on this is I don't think it's an... Un- I, I think there is a lack of understanding of the term gold digger. Um, okay. One of the things to consider when switching career paths like this is... Uh, we're assuming from working in a restaurant that it was probably a serving job, probably wasn't being a cook... Because I just think it's statistically unlikely to jump from being, like, a head chef or something to being an engineer. You're probably working in, uh, like, a server job or maybe, like, a lower line cook to pay for being school to become an engineer. So, in shifting to being an engineer, your hours have become normalized. So, you're meeting people who are more typical hours in terms of a 9 to 5. And you have money to be in places where people are going to be at similar level to you, right? Like, serving job, especially, like, assuming this person was going to school, working a serving job, probably studying, just didn't have the time to be in places where you socialize in that sense. So, you've also probably moved, switched over to a position where you're less physically worn out, probably. So, you're... A little bit brighter, a little bit more energetic, attentive, able to engage with what's going on. Now, that being said, there's also going to be some gold diggers. However, gold diggers also typically, as my understanding of the term goes, are people who are specifically after significant wealth. uh, And also will typically be going after older individuals who are more likely to die sooner. (laughs) That is fair. That is generally a factor in the definition of gold digger. It's so like, unless you're yes. 60 and you switch back over to engineering, maybe take a breath. What's your take? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I agree. I think there's a difference between wanting someone just for their money versus wanting someone who is already succeeding for themselves. Um, like, you can want to be with someone that has a good paying job without being a gold digger. Yeah. Because, like, engineering takes a lot of schooling, a lot of work to get there. Like, it's not just the money that the job signifies. Well, I think, like you said, it takes a lot of t- schooling to become an engineer, so it also takes time. So, <laughs> you've had four, five, six years to go from the dork you were in high school to being a well-rounded human individual who is just overall more attractive to being due to being a well-rounded human individual. But the money is also a perk. <laughs> I don't think anybody would deny that. 
yeah, it's nice when people can be uh, find their soulmate and be poor and happy together, but they typically enjoy life a little bit more when they got the money to spend, you know? Yeah. Ha- money doesn't buy happiness, but it makes it easier to find. <laughs> but it enables happiness. <laughs> it enables you to find it, yeah. Yeah. To go, It's a lot easier to go looking for it when you can afford the plane. That's true. Um, also, this question assumes that people aren't gold diggers. They very well could be, you know? Yeah, they really could be. And honestly, is that a problem? Like, I think that is up to the individual. I I think you're entirely right. It's up to the individual, because somebody can be a gold digger and still be, like, a good person. Like, yeah, they're interested in your money, but, like, they may not inherently be a bad person. Maybe you find out that, oh, you do both have a lot in common, and you really click together, and you have a good time. Or maybe they're an abusive individual who's just trying to get that money, but, you know, you won't know until you try. I think what I'm saying is you need to go to mining conventions. That way you know exactly what metals they dig for. Because let's be honest, gold doesn't cut it these days. Cobalt or nothing. Platinum. We need the rare earth metals that get made into cell phones. Get yourself a cobalt digger. We're not on the gold standard anymore. (laughs) That was a joke for historians? (laughs) Oh, boy. Get one of those, um... Ooh, uranium digger. There you go. Mm. Can you dig hydrogen as we enter the fusion age? Yeah, I think so. I mean, hydrogen's a gas, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can dig for hydrogen. You mine for it. You drill? I I should say you drill for it. I've never really thought before about how we harvest hydrogen. I I picture it much as how we harvest oil. We Uh, find pockets, and then we suck it all up with a hose. Steam, methane, reforming, and electrolysis. Oh. Yeah, I think we generally. I, word. I think we generally just get it from water, separating the hydrogen, oxygen, and water. Okay, so you can't get a hydrogen digger, but you know, <laughs> you didn't want a gold digger anyways. So why would you want a hydrogen digger? Go get a hydrogen <laughs> uh, acquisition specialist. Yes, go get yourself an electrolyzer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Making me cough with that one. <laughs> uh, we'll do we'll do one more. Uh, okay. Maybe we, maybe we get to both of them this week. We got two left. Our next question: How do I respond to a random "you're hot" uh, with the further details, random conversations, random texts? It's so blunt. I'm not used to it. Crying emoji face. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm a dude, by the way. Uh, uh um, say thank you. <laughs> thanks you too <laughs> even better <laughs> now you have something in common to get the ball rolling that feels like a conversation ender like <laughs> thanks you too 
I mean, it's all about how you deliver it, right? Like, thanks, you too. That's a conversation ender. Thanks, you too. Want to talk more about it? That's a conversation starter. <laughs> Want to talk about how hot we are? Hey, Narcissist <laughs> did it. With himself. I, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like, thanks. It's really just all about being appreciative, right? Like, especially in a day and age where I don't feel like people go out of their way too much to give compliments that often. For someone to out of the blue be like, hey, you're hot, like, either they really mean it or they're a gold digger. Or they're uh, electrolyzer, yep. Yeah, electrolyzer. Um, I could say, well, actually, I'm kind of cold today. It's winter, you know. <laughs> See, and that's funny. And then you can continue the conversation from there. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's the summer know. or a warm one- month and you are, in fact, hot, and they say that, you can say, Wow, how'd you know? Oh, yeah, it's hot as balls over here. As the, the fine upper class saying goes. <laughs> I say, my good sir, the heat is as to genitalia this day. Quite. Quite. Indubitably. It is as the temperature maintained by the private genitalia of the individual. By the male testicular organ. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm really trying not to laugh too much because when I do, I cough. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah, just be grateful just, be, yeah, just appreciate the comment Or compliment You know, take it in stride And like, thank you That's a nice thing to say about someone Our next question When it snows, I like to drive on the edge of the path of, In the road formed by all the other car tires So I can make it a little wider For this, I feel like I'm an American hero How strongly do you agree? You can't see it, listeners, but I am saluting, because this is truly an American hero. Agreed. This is what this country needs. It's generosity. It's selflessness. It's putting your own vehicle and life at risk to widen the road out and make it safer for those that follow behind you. This is the pioneersmanship that led us to conquer this great land and expand from sea to shining sea. (laughs) It's also this same selfless act... The same sense of selflessness and generosity that made us realize that conquering was not a great idea, but it was too late. So we tried our best to figure out how to make it work. We're still working on it, but we're not giving up. You heard it here first, folks. Widening the snow path and the road equals manifest destiny. It really does. (laughs) You're putting your stamp on Mother Nature and saying, no, Mother Nature. You go back to the forest. Go back to the plains. No, uh, Go back to the seas. <laughs> this is a city, damn it. I don't want this snow here, actually. We are humans, and we have decided the snow... The snow can snow outside of city limits, but here, in the city, it does not belong, and we shall not abide it. Uh, yeah. You're a hero. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you. There's got to be a counter somewhere that counts how many people have not gotten into accidents because you made the road just a little bit safer. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, only do this if it's going to be safe for you. Like, don't risk your life to do this. Yeah, please don't. 
<laughs> Please don't get hurt. Other drivers will understand. And with one more salute to this American hero, I think that's where we end it this week. All right. John, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on YouTube. Uh, we're doing both clip the full podcast is on YouTube and clips from the sh- uh, episodes are being posted on YouTube. Both in full clipped format and as shorts. So go find us. We're better buddies. We're the one with only four subscribers as of this recording. And we have a bunch of numbers at the end of our name. But uh, we have more videos than any other Better Buddies channel out there. So suck it to the other ones that have like two videos. And thought they could seal our name in thunder. We're also on (laughs) social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Where you have our meme Mondays. I started posting those again. Sorry about that. Uh, Our Twitter account is at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And you can contact us at betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on, or story ideas you want us to flesh out. Don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Page not this week. bound. What? Oh, okay. It's the it's the RJ and John show because now James is under the weather. That's not good. No, but we've all kind of traded off. There was the James and RJ show like two weeks ago, <laughs> then or three weeks ago or whatever that was, and then it was the James and John show, and now it's the John and RJ show. That's true. And they'll just trade off. Yeah. I, uh, I guess taking a nap for an hour and a half on a Wednesday night could be classified as feeling under the weather. Hey, you needed it. I I stand by that you needed the sleep.